Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime. Welcome, welcome everybody. I'm Robbie Davis and I'm here to host Reckless Speculation for the evening. Um, we've got about an hour of entertainment for you guys and uh, looking forward to talking about some breaking news, some controversy, and actus- actually a lot of speculation about what we're looking forward to. Um, before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, CNW Construction. Davis Kessler and Davis, Attorneys at Law, and we tonight are powered by uh, Jack Single Barrel. So we're, like I said, we're going to be going for about an hour now. So, you know, whether you're enjoying a walk, a cocktail, if you're jogging for an hour, more power to you. Um, But yeah, but without further ado, I want to, uh, well... Before, before I introduce the crowd, I want to talk about just a little people that have been following us for a while know we've uh, mainly been sports, um, a little politics for better or worse, and um, just a little bit what else comes to our mind. Uh, last week, we started a segment, Misunderstood, kind of where we're talking uh, through this summertime, sports are down, talking more just about uh, everyday life issues. So we invite you guys to comment about um, as you hear us more through the summer, uh, if you like, it, if you don't like it, but just, you know, what you guys think about it and kind of what problems y'all are going through and kind of how we handle it. Uh, don't want to get too therapisty, um, but just talking about what, you know, very few people talk about. Um, and side note, if you see me sweating tonight, uh, my air conditioning has been out since last Tuesday. Uh, working on some quotes here, so it's a little warm in the Davis household. Um, but without further ado, um, Tom Sloan, welcome. Hey, Robbie, I, I gotta say, uh, therapist, therapisty, I like it. That's a yeah, good a yeah. Good I'm not sure it's an actual word, but it, it is my word. A Robbieism, yes, yes. Uh, looking forward to uh, the misunderstood segment for sure, and and the good that'll come out of it. You know, yeah. with, with people that that might not usually have a voice when it comes to mental health or any kind of struggles that men deal with day to day. So they definitely look forward to doing that throughout the summer. Um, I am reluctant to introduce Raj because I'm not sure if he's on yet. Usually not. So I will go with Brandon Chain. Welcome. What's going on? Looking forward to tonight's show. Tonight's show. Um, and yeah, that segment segment. We had it on the docket tonight, but there's just too much to unpack. So um, maybe look for it for next week, guys, if, if you guys are watching and following though. Yes. Uh, but it, it's, it's going to be something different we're looking forward to. Yeah, and before we get into too much to unpack, um, all right, we, we obviously have the NBA Finals Game 3 going on. Um, tie game right now. Just real quick, guys, did you gamble on it, and what's your feeling on, on tonight? I did. Um, I took the Nuggets minus three and a half, and I took the under uh, two thirteen and a half. Um, I think, I think it was a hiccup game there, and, and also game two, and uh, the Heat shots out of the gym, and still, and still only one. So, um, yeah, I look, I look for the defense to be a little tighter from the Nuggets this game, and it to be a little low scoring. Yeah, Tom, what about you? No, I, I, I did not bet. Uh, I'm going to dip my toes in the water one of these days when it comes to uh, the apps. But uh, I think I, it's so back and forth. There's been a couple little runs from each team, but, again, they're tied. So I'm going to go with the home team. I think the, the home crowd will, will, will get them through in this game. Um, Miami. And so Brandon touched on it. 
we don't have a lot of time for a lot of segments, and you can see from our rundown, it is very short, three topics. We're hoping to hit all three because of the bombshell news that everyone has heard about by now. But what we have in uh, – I know – I. This was shocking enough to me that when I got the text, I was like, oh, this is some fake Twitter feed that there's no way this is happening. Not that it would never happen. No way it's happening right now. Um, but it is true. It is real. And um, to me, it was a bombshell. Tom, I'm going to start with you. Um Brandon is our more avid golfer, and he knows more the ins and outs of it. So I want to get you as a sports fan, not necessarily a huge golf fan. What you, what were your initial thoughts when you heard the news that the PGA and the Live Tour are merging to make one entity tour, whatever they're gonna, it's gonna become of it? I I almost fell out of my chair. I I couldn't believe it. And uh, three weeks ago on our show we we talked specifically about will there be more tournaments where live golfers uh compete in it since brooks kepka live golfer wins the pga so our our thought process was we think this is gonna you know make it more so the live golfers and pga golfers play together not to think that two weeks later it was actually going to happen. It just it, it it's a news story, in a sense that the news channels are broadcasting it. We talked pre-show, CNBC, uh, MSNBC, um, CNN. They're all talking about it because it's a big deal, and it, and it it crosses more than just the sports threshold. It's it's you know we'll get into it a little bit later, but it, it it's bigger than the sport of golf. And it, for that reason, it, it, it was huge, just absolutely breaking news. Um, yeah. And for people that don't know, um, Saudi Arabia is the, um, the fund that funds the live tour. It's a private investment fund, but essentially, uh, funded by the the crown prince in Saudi Arabia. Um, Part of the reason why the PGA players that didn't go over was because of the uh, social rights issues and the women issues, um, state-owned, Raj is correcting me in real time. Um, But yes, and so it is... uh, it's not good. It's not, and I don't, I don't, it's not political. It's just not a good regime. Um, and we're going to get more into that as the uh, show progresses. I just wanted to kind of give everyone a background in case they don't know. Uh, because honestly, if you're not a golf fan and you're looking and you say the live tour, it hasn't been on TV. It has barely been covered on ESPN, things like that. So it's possible. You may not know. Um, Raj, uh, welcome. And uh, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this news of this merger? Uh, that money dissuades principle. That uh, Karl Marx was right in many respects. Uh, you know, it's just strictly capitalism, and it alienates, as Marx basically said, the worker, or in this case, the golfer. And money rules the world, and uh, I'm sure Monaghan now wishes he didn't take such a hard stance. But it's not surprising, and it just makes me wonder what is next. Um, yeah, I think that's a great point. And one of the things, um, as we get into this, is not only was the PGA Tour uh, commissioner, chairman, whatever his, his title is, not only has he become a huge hypocrite, he is forcing NBC, CBS, ESPN. Who the, He's forcing them to become hypocrites because they stood up on this line also is we are not broadcasting the live tour because of these same reasons. And now assume... Presumably they are. Uh, 
And so he has now become the vocal piece for them. And they've got a lot of sponsors to answer to. And so he has forced their hands of being hypocrites. He, uh, he asked guys like Rory and John Rahm and Justin Thomas to be the face of the new PGA, to, to stand up for what's right, to almost be patriotic in a sense. And then without consulting them, I can only presume, presume and assume. Yeah. He goes and signs a deal where billions and billions that he gets paid, but those guys turn down all that money for, you know, what is right, what is tradition, what is legacy. And, uh, yeah, it's just the ultimate sellout, man. And I don't know. It's uh, well, maybe I'm you, morbid, you, but I'm just not surprised. Well, and going back to this, ABC, ESPN obviously is in Bristol, CBS, NBC, those are all in New York. And they all remember 9-11. And that was his stance about why they were, they were, whether right or wrong, that was the, that was the, the podium he stood on. And then now he's back. Now it's just like, well, the money's good enough. So here we go. It was wrong. I mean, it was ignorant. It was, if you have factual evidence to cite, that's one thing. You, if you state you, their sources are from here, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it was a clear attempt at, at patriotism, a false patriotism, really. And, you know, take a stand with us, forget those yeah. guys. And then he turns around a year later after accusing, I mean, if you're a Saudi Arabian American, you know, immigrant, come here, your kids are raised here. How do you feel after all of that? Um, he just said some reprehensible things that were unfounded and unbased. And if there is truth there, it's, it's not everyone as a whole. And, and long story short, it was just propaganda and to sell out so quickly and sell out his players that took a stand with him. It's just awful. Yeah. Um, Brandon, uh, bringing you on, you're, you're by far the biggest golf fan. Um, not by far, but you're the biggest golf fan. Um, what, uh, what were your thoughts when you saw it? I know we were on a group chain, uh, together or, we, we have several, but uh, just tell us about what, what you thought. I was surprised, just like anyone. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about this, and I saw, uh, again, from the PGA Championship with Brooks winning, and then the next week after that, we talked about um, potential Ryder Cup, uh, you know, from the Live Tour joining, joining the Ryder Cup. And I, I thought that there was, there was a strong for that. Um, and I, you would think eventually something like this would happen. Uh, I mean, time kind of heals all eventually, and then, then it becomes about the money and the business. I never saw it coming this quick. This was <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Um, but one of the things things I think forced the PGA's, PGA's hand was uh, all the all the lawsuit and being tied up in court because they have an endless amount of money. Uh, the PIF and they were just going to keep filing suits and drag this out in court and eventually bankrupt because they just couldn't keep up with that amount of, of funds and then, and, and pressuring their their sponsors to donate more uh, to make bigger, bigger purse. Like it was just, it, they tried to play a strong hand and they, they got bought out essentially. Um, and actually, the first meeting, the first meeting um, I heard about today, they did not include Jay Manahan, which is uh, the CEO of the P of the PGA. It was a couple of board board members and uh, the representatives from from the PI. So that was already in motion before it. Jay even found out about it, and then he sat down and had and had a few conversations. Dropped very 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 quickly. Um, yeah, and the lawsuits is an interesting topic and kind of segue because, yeah, for people who don't know, it's reported um, that there that this PIF fund has over six hundred billion dollars in it. So to put that in perspective, um, I said this on chat. Apple, the world's most valuable company, has $55 billion in cash. 
So this fund is 10 times what Apple is. And when you're talking about law, so, so it doesn't matter whether you win lawsuits or lose lawsuits, you have to respond to lawsuits and you have to litigate lawsuits. And so when one side has this much more money and their intent is to take you down or to make your life hell, they can do it. Um, and we'll get into this later, what this may mean moving forward for not just the PGA, but other sports. Um, with that said, uh, Brandon, what does this mean for golfers on each side? The the ones that stayed at PGA and the ones that went to the Live Tour, now that they're coming back together, presumably. Man, it's a shit show. Um, tempers are hot, hot. They had a players yesterday uh, afternoon. And in that, enti- in that entire, uh, it was it was a heated conversation between uh, some of the players and then Manahan. Um, you know, they, I don't know if you guys saw Roy's interview today, but yeah, he, he was dreading doing that. And he got up there, he got up there. I mean, he like the sacrificial lamb, the lamb, essentially he stood up for the PGA, PGA he was the face. He was, uh, you know, doing the best he can to preserve what he believes is, you know, true off in the PGA and, Thought he had the full PGA backing, and then they turn around and do this. Um, he he was never offered offered officially. Uh, I'm sure just because because he hey Brandon, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut from you. Uh, there, I guess your mic's just echoing a little bit, so maybe you want to plug and unplug or something. Well, that's okay. the default for everything. Sure. But uh, uh, hold that thought. I'll come back to you on that. Um, Raj, what do you think as far as the winners and losers on each side? I mean, of all the times for Chain to have an echo for emphasis, it's probably the best time ever. Uh, one losers are going to be we don't want to get too legal, too much into legalese, but antitrust regulators. And and really, what Chain was talking about with lawsuits was that Liv was saying that. Basically, the PGA had a global monopoly on golf. And, yeah, they were tying them up. I don't know if there was kind of a, a breaking point, if you will. But it, it it's obvious that the winners are the guys <laughs> that went with Liv and the losers are the guys that did not. Um, sadly, a winner is going to be a guy like Monaghan, who's the new CEO, while the uh, PIF, the Public Investment Fund chairman, uh, Al Rumayan, I believe, is basically – uh, the guy who runs this show. So I'm curious what's going to happen down the line. What if there's some kind of, I mean, I don't know, rules, regulations, other things. This is just the start. I mean, this is a fund that also bought Newcastle United in football or soccer, as we call it in America. Um, yeah, man. It, it, well, it, well, Roz, you're a lawyer. Um, no, I'm not anymore. Isn't, isn't live like like if, if you're defending this antitrust lawsuit isn't live exhibit a on why you're not a monopoly in theory yes but uh <laughs> <laughs> and i was going to ask you about where these suits were filed and whatnot and and yeah I, I, the irony of all of it is overwhelming and i didn't yeah. want to feel the weeds too much but yeah, I thought the same thing. I was just like going roundabout, like. Well, wait, wait, wait. well, whenever, whenever honestly, that was one of the most surprising things to me, where they said uh, this ceased all litigation. I'm like, well, who has standing to sue, and what court are they suing in? Because th- they didn't start a league in America, and so, and for those, and I hate to get, don't want to get lawyers lawyer legalese or lawyerish on people but to well one you have to have a harm done to you it can't be a futuristic harm it has to be a present harm so someone would have to start a league in the united states in this jurisdiction uh it be told no then you have a harm then you sue so you have to have standing to sue and so i'm not sure where all these lawsuits were 
um, were filed or maybe that's for, this is breaking news. Maybe we'll get into it in the weeds well, more as, as, as more details come out. But yeah, that was um, minus thoughts. What, what, what initially from what I just read was that 11 players, including Mickelson and others filed suit in uh, Northern California, what district I can't recall. And then live joined suit. Um, I, I'm not sure from there. And we don't want to get into the weeds too much. Um, but I forgot another winner, and that's Donald Trump, who has, I think, three of his courses are uh, on the Live Tour. And he's a heavy, heavy investor in the Saudi Arabian-backed Live. That's weird. I know. But uh, I guess Fox News forgot to report that. But maybe anyway, that maybe that $2 billion Jared Kushner walked away with uh, had something to do with it. No way. But we don't want to go down a political route uh, if you will any more than we already have but uh yeah that's another huge winner yeah um tom so uh and we talked about this in our pre-show meeting and I, and I put out this theory um of where i thought the pga really messed up and that was not putting their foot down so so and again non-golf fans the majors are independent of the PGA Tour. So the Masters is the Masters, USO Open, the PGA, um, and the – why am I blanking? Masters, PGA, the US Open, and the, uh, the uh, British Open. Or the Open Championship for my friends across the pond. Don't like to be called the British Open, just the Open Championship. Um, so they're all independent. I, my theory is um, the PGA should have said, all right, are you it, – it is either or. You're going with blood money or you're going with us. And you pick and and see what they did. They didn't put their foot down. They, they wanted to make sure the best players in the world was there. And I think that gave Kepka who – this, this, it's not a coincidence this happened right after Kepka won the PGA – Right. I think they tried to play hardball, but really softball. What do you think about that? Essentially, yeah. And their worst nightmare was a live golfer winning a major. Yeah. And basically proving to the world that these players are relevant and seeing the reaction that they got, especially Phil. I think if you look at the biggest winners out of all of this, Phil Mickelson is at the top of the chain here because – the reaction he got just walking those courses, people were just screaming his name. They were cheering him. Um, so I, I think the end game, the PGA thought that Liv would go away, and they just didn't. So uh, Liv comes in there, or the 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 investors go in there and and pretty much squeezed him into a corner and and forced their hand. And, and now you look at PGA is. <laughs> They're taking a lot of heat, rightfully so. And and so I, I, I think if Kepka doesn't win three weeks ago, this conversation isn't even having uh, happening. So, I mean, I, I, they underestimate – PGA underestimated what Liv could actually do. Yeah. Um, Jane, let's go back to you with a mic check and let's see. Um, finish your thoughts. Is it good? Yeah, I think so. Am I good now? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear uh, me? Yeah. No, so here's the other thing, too. It's not actually a merger, all right? Live Tour is still going to be separate, and they're still going to continue their own deal. Uh, what is happening is the PIF uh, is forming a separate entity uh, with, you know, the PGA and um, – oh, gosh, I lost some train of thought on the other one. The, the – there's a, there's a DGA or something like D, that. D, D, o, I, I can't remember. Anyway. D, there's, D, there's, a, there's a D and a G in it. It's not D, dog, but it's DP something. World Tour. The D, DP. Yeah, DP World Tour. So those three are forming a separate for-profit LLC, you know, new entity. And then um, the PGA is Jay Monahan. He's going to be CEO and kind of hopefully control it. But that's what they're all all saying right now that you know they, the PGA wants to control the money that's being thrown into golf so they can adequately see where it needs to go and use it 
properly. So, you know, that's the BS they're shifting right now. But let's be straight. Uh, you know, PIF just bought golf, basically. Yeah. And yeah. now they're now they're they're creating a whole now now again, live merging, it's gonna be they're they're gonna start having having these players get full come back into the fold and you know play in a lot more tournaments. Um so though so, don't know the details at this point at this point there's a lot of space on how it's gonna work out but um, um it, is it a mess this kind of feels kind of like the ncaa when it was set up like hey there's a bunch of money we're not really telling you how it works. Y'all just go play golf and we'll look out for your best interests. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm sure you'll get to this, but, you know, think about, think about the, the player did stay strong and back to PGA and take the money. And, yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. That's... Yeah. Uh, Odd Sharks and Barstool both reported roughly $2.1 billion dollars was left mm-hmm. on the table from the PGA players, and it's yet to be seen what uh, what what makes up with that. Um, Raj, uh, I'm going to go to you. Uh, I'm obsessed with TV contracts and and how this is going to work. Um, I I've th- dropped it, the kind of the hint earlier where I was going with this. NBC, CBS, ESPN. They're going to have a lot of people to answer to. Is it a foregone conclusion that these networks sign off on it? I would think so. If you had a partnership beforehand and they're more or less, even though it's not a merge, it's on its face. The makeup is a merge. Uh, this is now is not the time to take a stance otherwise. And you know, the, the PIF is, is known to essentially Basically, what is the public investment fund? It's a state-backed sovereign wealth fund. And long story short, it's from countries or places that have a ton of money, too much liquidity. So they invest in usually things like property and diamonds and metals and now golf. So it's an investment in the end. And as an investor, uh, you know, there could be a battle, um, so to speak, sort of like what we see with the NFL. Uh, but we don't really want to go down that line because you and I could go on and nerd out for days on that crap. Uh, but if there's someone already with an existing contract to broadcast the PGA Tour, to broadcast golf, then I would think the same would continue. And when that contract is up, you better be ready to pay the PIF more money. Yeah. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you think the networks are just going to hide behind we already had a contract and and that's going to be their defense and just let the smoke clear for a while. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. But it's very interesting because a lot of networks, like you said, took a stand like along with Monaghan and, yeah. and now how does that look? You know, you can stream the live on the CW app, like right after uh, Buffy, the vampire slayer or some shit. I don't know. Um, yeah. It, it, you're right, and it's a brilliant point. It changed the game for broadcast television globally. Um, it, it's there's a lot to be determined, but obviously, all the cards are on one side. Yeah, in one, in one deck. Um, Tom, what do you think? Any any TV pushback? I I, I think it's inevitable. Uh, just seeing the response from most of the major news networks, I think there's going to be some backlash uh, right you know like i said earlier rightfully so you know just because you know what's the you know the foundation of the the investment where is it coming from uh, yeah the, the the human atrocities that that take place in in saudi arabia the you know the women's rights that they they you know don't allow and and uh the new york times journalist uh Khashoggi, who MBS, you know, funded that murder. So there's, there's a lot of, like I said earlier, there's a lot more to it than just the golf. So naturally people are going to be up in arms about it. And I, and I think I agree with Raj in a sense that the the networks are going to say, we are already bound to the PGA 
contractually. So they are going to use that as an excuse, but it's not going to hide the fact that people are still going to protest and it it could create a lot of unwanted attention that's not golf related. Yeah. Well, and I'm looking at ESPN specifically, who, as most people know, is owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, is it worth that, that? Is it worth it for them specifically? Because they have the Thursday, Friday of the Masters contract, yeah. but they don't have the Saturday, Sunday. They don't have a lot of golf throughout the year. Is it? Is it worth? Do they cut ties and just say? And if you like it or not, and we've talked about it before, if you lose that ESPN megaphone people tend to go away from your sport it's just factual well you you look at the nfl for example um direct tv had the sunday ticket we we talked about this about a month ago youtube outbid them by a half a billion dollars it all comes down to money espn is going to want their hand open when the next contracts come to fruition, next TV deals come to fruition, when uh, all these other networks are probably going to compete when it's all said and done. So they're going to want a, a chunk of that change. And, and I don't think ESPN goes anywhere. Uh, it, it, matter of fact, I think you're going to see uh, networks like, get ready for it, Fox jumping in the fray when it comes to um, a possible TV contract because – yeah, they they are very questionable. We'll say that the new um, the, the Ra, Ra, Raj is tapping me on the shoulder. Hold on a second, Raj. What do you have? He read something interesting. What do you got? This this, this ladies and gentlemen, is breaking news slash reckless speculation. It's definitely not breaking news. I actually was just we have a private chat saying that since Tom was nailing it and on topic that he should say it, but. uh I, I just read like from CNBC, who just so happens to be a uh, that the uh, the chairman uh, Al Rumayan, I cannot recall his name, uh, Al Rumayan, who has been on CNBC multiple times, basically stated that uh, it wasn't until recently that there was an agreement by Nextar Media, who owns the CW or at least seventy five percent of it, uh, to broadcast live events in America, and. At least 14, the CW had agreed to air 14 global events beginning in this February. The terms of the multi-year deal had not been disclosed. But as of yesterday, a representative for Nextstar Media said that there will be no change in live golf event schedules for 2023. What that means, I don't know. If I'm at Nextstar Media or maybe we should all start buying stock in them. Because uh, that, uh, as Rob knows, we we don't know about the exclusivity and whatnot and what has changed. But, yeah, it, it this is just the beginning. It's crazy. Um, all right. So, Raj, so you, you brought up monopolies, antitrust laws. Um, one of the questions I have is if the PGA – was worried about being a monopoly before how how is this with this new influx of cash how is this not now a monopoly subject to antitrust laws all you essentially did is do there's one american tour then there was a world tour you combine them playing in america how, if i'm you know if i'm one of the tour cards players that is going to lose my tour card now because the live players are coming on why don't i sue and say this is a monopoly well as chain said there's two things there that number one nobody can challenge this type of money and you're as you stated so eloquently the law is expensive not in what you see on tv but in all of the paperwork uh you know number two some people may say well what if uh the PIF chooses a basketball league or whatnot, or in golf, in some other sports, the product is different. You know, you can't dilute the NBA and expect to have a similar type of equation. Same with the NFL. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Department of Justice can come in and file suit on behalf 
And so you're talking about two people with unlimited money. Correct. So um, that's where I think it's like there's an assumption that this is just going to go. I mean, if well, the Department of Justice wants, if they say, because look, and we will get to this. This is this is a trend that could get very scary. With this, with this much money, um, and the DOJ's money is not unlimited; it's taxpayer money. Yeah. you're absolutely right. And then, what about the international effects? What other countries yeah. are going to follow suit? Um, you know, golfers are in essence uh, independent contractors, right? It's we are going down a, a dangerous slope. You and I as dorks, I am not an attorney any longer. You are, but yeah, man, it's, it's really fascinating how this is going to play out. I think it's key that these are individuals and independent contractors versus, uh, you know, maybe pro sports leagues, but uh, this is just the beginning. That's all I can say. If, if, if only we had an actual smart attorney at our disposal that would come on and guest to host or guest be a guest spot with us. But yeah. we'll, we'll save that for another day. I wish that guy would speak up right now. Um, Jane, what do you got? Uh, is your mic problems fixed? I think so. Am I glitching or sound bad or anything? No, I think the echo is done. Um, have you been able to listen or was your computer shut down? No, I, I restarted the computer, so I, I didn't oh. hear what y'all were talking about. So, uh, just briefly, um, well, let, let, let's talk about this. Uh, you, you, uh, Brandon, you're a golfer. You hang out in uh, clubhouses. There's always the golf channel on. You're, you're watching tournaments in there. Um, is there going to be an immediate drop-off from both the hardcore golf people and just the casual fans, or is this going to be one of those things where, because uh, I think Rory said it today, I'm pissed, but it is what it is, is what yeah. kind of what his nutshell. Do you think that's going to be kind of you, or is there going to be a dip, or what do you, what do you foresee? Um. I don't think there'll be much of a dip, I think, because everyone's going to be glued to figure out what's going on. I mean, because we don't even know what the structure of the new tour is going to look like yet. Uh, so until that comes about, I think people are going to be glued to, you know, a random Tuesday afternoon golf channel to see if there's any updates and, and if they've made any progress. Uh, me personally, I know I will. And yeah, I mean, Rory, he just looked defeated today. Yeah. Like he just, he. Well, well before, before we talk about, it, let's play the clip of Rory. Rory, see, even the PGA has uh, mic issues. It's not just <laughs> us here. Um, we'll see if we can get that volume working, but go ahead, Brandon, while we're working on that. No, it, it, just, it, it'll be like when the president speaks. When the president starts speaking, I'll interrupt you. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, no, just he. Oh, can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear Rory? No, I can't. Okay, I can't either. Uh, go ahead. Uh, he's he's very. Oh. Well, PR trained. Oh, yeah. we won't be able to hear it. Yeah. Okay. So he's just uh, okay. This is what happens when uh, the the producer is smart and the on air dummies don't know what's going on. So yeah, we're showing we're showing it. You can't hear it though. There's obviously some probably some copyright issues that we don't want to get in trouble for. We'll let him finish. Um. So go ahead. Uh. Uh, Brandon, go ahead. What do, you, what do you think about what Roy said? No, I mean it's it, it's a it's all PR. He's still, you know, against his better judgment at this point. I think still backing the PGA and their decision. And he's like, you know, if I remove myself 
and look at the bigger picture. I think five or 10 years down the road, this is great for golf and, you know, blah, 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 saying all the right things, but he is not happy. You can tell. Oh yeah. I mean, he's just, he's defeated. He, he feels betrayed. Um, well, well, that's $500 million of anger right there. Uh, exactly. And th- that question was asked to him during this interview. It was like, you know, the people that were offered money, they were like, we think you were offered up somewhere like $400 million. He was like, no, I was never offered money officially, but obviously because he had such a strong stance. But anyway, it would have been somewhere in that range um, from what everyone gathers. And someone said, well, don't you think people that turn down the live – uh, deal to back the PGA, you know, should be uh, compensated in some manner. And he said, short answer, yes, absolutely. He's like, but, you know, we don't know how that's going to happen yet. So he's he's going to be an advocate for that. Even Jay Monahan said today in his interview uh, that he's going to work tirelessly to, you know, try and compensate those people that had that opportunity and – uh, stood with the PGA and he's going to try and take care of them. But again, what, what does that do? It's only the elite golfers. And then these other guys that are hanging onto a tour card, they're going to get kicked off. And those are the ones that are the most. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they, they stayed backed and some of them could have got smaller contracts with live, you know, 500 grand, a million dollars, you know, whatever. Um, and chose to stay. So, uh, I mean, it's a it's a big mess. A lot of stuff they got to work through. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like Rory's going to be fine. I mean, yeah. five hundred million dollars is never even a stiff sniff at. Tiger's eight hundred million dollar offer, they're fine. But yeah, I agree. It's the people that stayed for their principles, mm-hmm. and they were told that we're they're never coming back. And yeah. then, all right, we're staying. We're on tour. We're grinding it, making a hundred thousand, a two hundred thousand. Yeah, the live the live could have just paid them to fill out a team, maybe a million yeah, dollars exactly. a year. Just I, we yeah. just need players to make this work, right? And they turn that down, and now they're losing their cards. They're back to golf pros, right? And it it's like, where does it stop? How are you going to take care of those people? Because there could potentially be a lot of lawsuits, and maybe that's something they'll work out as some kind of, um, you know, settlement or yeah, whatever. So uh, I want to bring everyone back on, and this is something that I just want us all to kind of think about and react to at the same time. There is an estimated $650 billion in this PIF fund. There's 30 teams in the NBA. In theory, this fund could offer each NBA owner $20 billion for their franchise and just buy the NBA. And, but the product matters still. I I mean, the product is still, but they're buying, they're buying all these contracts. I mean, the, the, the play point, they, they could buy anybody in, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but yes, right. it's a dangerous mm-hmm. precedent. What you're saying is this is reckless speculation. speculation. This is they could buy everyone, and the product will still be great, but there won't be any salary cap or whatnot. And the LA Lakers will have. Well, I'm just saying they can. I mean, like if if this like and this is where I get into the uh, antitrust, the, the DOJ. Like this is what they've got to worry about, right? So you just mm-hmm. got to convince thirty people. Who the, the the L.A. Lakers are worth say six billion? You pay them over three times market value. You're kind of a fool not to sell, and you can buy an entire league on money that is still in. I mean, this is just this fund. It's endless money. But is that and, still a good investment for them? I mean, anytime you pay three times market value, uh, usually that's not a great thing. But I don't know. I right. Let me bounce by that. Take Steve Ballmer. When Steve Ballmer paid $2 billion for the Clippers, that was twice the market value until it wasn't. And, right. and so if, if there's only a one commodity of something, 
the value of it is just what some someone will sell it for, and what someone will buy it for. I, personally, I don't think any of the other major sports leagues. I don't think the ownership would want to stand for that. No, um, um, being in being a, a major sports owner it is like a, you're a king in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Like royal family, um, you own a franchise, and and the way these the, the money that they make over TV contracts, I I just don't see a situation where they've already got the best of the best in the world playing in their league. Yeah, but Tom, if I own if I have a six billion dollar asset and you give me twenty for it. I can take that extra eighteen billion, or f- that was horrible math, and Eight. start a new league. I, I understand. Yes, yes. Fourteen billion. I don't, I don't yeah, see fourteen billion dollars and make a whole hell of a lot more money than I could on that six billion dollar asset. I, I don't think they want to risk. The well, says the guy who can't do math. Here's the thing, too. Like we're throwing around. Yes, there's six hundred fifty billion dollars allegedly in this fund, right? Not all of that's going to the PGA Tour. Yeah. So yeah. There, and, there's and, no structure also, on how there much. Could only, there best. could only be one billion. We just don't know. Right. And and let's not forget there. There's probably going to be some other outside investments into this new entity now because it's a for profit. End of the day, they're looking for an ROI here. Like they were doing nothing with Live. Yeah. They're they got their foot in the door. They manhandled it with money. And now they're in. Now they're looking to make money at this. So I think they're, you know, they're not just going to throw everything at it and, you know, just unlimited uh, funds. This uh, no, isn't about regional loyalties like other sports and that type of thing. These are independent contractors, which is a great question you pose is, you know, how is this going to affect someone watching golf? Where I don't think somebody's going to take a hard line. I mean, most of my friends that watch a ton of golf watch it for, you know, a comparative or, or, or learning of athleticism and skill and and a fan of the individual, the independent right. contractor, not, you know, from the region or the city or the, or the whatnot. Umbrella. I understand what you're saying. And the yeah, there, that, that probably will happen sometime down the line. But um, in terms of an investment, it's much easier when it's a, a game played by the individual, in my opinion, from both, the Saudi perspective and, and that of the, uh, the anti anti trust. Yeah. Well, from and, that, and that's a great point, Raj, uh, that I want to hit on with all of y'all. Like, so the NFL has reached a status where, and we, we've talked about NFL's King. It kneeling with the national anthem, Robert Kraft donating million dollars to Trump. Both sides out. It doesn't matter that that show just rolls on. You, there's 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 yip yapping and it, it's just, it doesn't matter that. But uh, the NBA's, you know, it. it, it I think it. They're in bed with China. It, it, they're yeah. they're in bed with the Chinese. So yeah, and and it kind of marches on. MLB, you know, you got rich white owners and in, in all sports. Um, is is golf in that place where it's this is just a blip and it's just going to march on? I, I, the more we've talked about it, so I started the show saying I think they they could be in trouble, but the more we're talking about it, the more I think this is just a blip on the radar, and also I think this is almost a little bit of NFL NBA kind of marketing genius where it's like it's better to be talked about than not talked about. We're entering the slow season. Let us be the lead on all these sports shows. Let us talk about our players and let us go. Tom, what do you think about yeah, that one way or the other? I think let's let's make a mental note and look in three weeks and and see what it does for ratings, uh, especially this weekend. Will will the big hype of this whole ordeal create more of a frenzy, more people watching golf? So uh, it, it's it's one of those things I believe that it's uh, bad news isn't not uh, necessarily bad news. It's it's their their front page news. So I think for the game of golf, like Rory said, you know, ten years down the road, you know, looking back, this is going to be a huge deal. I I, I think more eyeballs are going to watch golf because they want to see what what's going to happen and, and the interaction with some of the live golfers so i 
ultimately, I think this is going to be good for the game of golf. Uh, most people, like Raj said, they watched not for the PGA or the Live Tour. They watch for John Rahm. They watch for my 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 favorite Tony Finau coming up here in Detroit in two weeks. Uh, they're watching for these guys and they're they're cheering them on ultimately. So I I, I don't think it's going to hurt at all. Um, Brandon, what do you think? No. Again, this too, this too shall pass. Uh, eventually, I'm going to do it. You shall not pass. <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah, we talked about this in our meeting, and that's what I said because it it does. Like, you know, it's the same thing with with anything. Time heals all, and eventually, if this is good for the game, and there is more money for all the players, and blah blah blah, eventually this this will go away. Uh, it's the same thing. Take Tiger, for example, when he had that big scandal and uh, he was down, he was beaten. Everyone hated him in the media. He was awful, blah, blah, blah. And then he came back in 2008 and won player of the year. He won like six events that year. And Nike put out a commercial winning solves everything. You oh, know, well, all, just, rich, all rich golfers can re- re- relate to what Tiger went through. <laughs> just saying you know the, there are times you get beat down and, and things but yes there's a lot more involved in that i was just using that as an yeah. analogy yeah. obviously there's uh, some moral and ethical issues that that are entangled um and we'll see because right now no one knows anything the only thing they know is that uh the pif dp and pga are forming a new entity and no one knows anything else, pretty much. Yeah. So. Well, I think it helps that they're going to be in the news for a while, but nothing's going to happen until next year. And so, yeah, they were. It's going to be a bunch of chaos, then nothing's going to change. The Saudis were aggressive on their timeline. They said, you know, a few weeks and they would have something, you know, done. Yeah. Uh, and let- Manahan, on the other hand, he's like, you know, we're hoping to get it done by the end of this year. So I'm sure he's being conservative so he didn't get any more. Scrutiny. Didn't all right, all right, all right, Raj. Rob, the commander yeah. sold for six billion. You got rising salary cap, inflation, etc. Like the Saudis aren't going to pay three hundred fifty million billion for the NFL when they're six hundred fifty billion dollars worth of value. Um, that that's why. That's why I use the NBA. Not that would be a risky investment, which is not how the Saudis, aside from natural resources made a lot of money but do i think they could be a team owner absolutely league no well well no no my point wasn't that that's what their goal is it was that it's possible oh um but we we need to touch this has been a great discussion guys um it is fascinating it is interesting um raj uh you're you're our go-to basketball guy here. Well, Tom as well. But Raj, what have you made of the NBA Finals thus far? Uh, the Heat or the Heat are down by ten right now in the middle of the third. Um, give us just your take on the uh, series so far, and what do you expect? It's kind of playing out the way I thought it would. Um, I didn't know if Miami would win Game. Too, but the bottom line is they they have so many things that have to go their way to win the series. Um, you know, they shot almost 50% from three compared to 39% for Denver. And really, in the end, it, it sounds crazy, but the basketball world knows that you got to make Joker a scorer. And he only had four assists in game two. And already in this game, you know, he's got eight assists. Um and people say, well, why is that? Well, he was 16 of 28 from the field in game two. That's 28 attempts, 28 times where the pace of the game slows, when Denver doesn't move the ball, when, again, tempo is is not what Denver does. You, you know, they, they are the ultimate zone breakers with Miami playing the most zone, although slightly different than the prototypical. Um, but they move the ball so well, and Joker is the best player arguably ever at it especially over six feet nine which is what magic was so when he can move the ball and he has assists and everything else they win and it's rare when they don't you know miami was 
trailing by eight entering the fourth. Denver was 11 and 0 this playoffs, leading by eight or more, and 37 and one when leading by eight or more in the regular season entering the fourth. It took a crazy string of threes. Gabe Vincent being the guy really to make this happen. It was an anomaly. Um, I think Denver's just too good and too balanced, thanks to the Joker, who is too good and too balanced. All right. Um, yes or no, is the Stanley Cup final over? No. Okay. Uh, Tom, yes or no, Stanley Cup final, is it over or not? Vegas is up 2 nothing. Uh, Florida's pulled their goalie, looking a little rattled. What do you think? Well, <laughs> uh, history will tell you this series is over. Uh, I will bring up the stat here, uh, right here. It's 87.2% of the time, the teams that go up 2 nothing end up winning the series. Hey. I I don't think it's over. I think Florida comes back. I think they can they could possibly take both of these games and go back to Vegas tied. Um, Vegas is going to win the series. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Uh, I think Florida makes it close. I said it before game two. I didn't think Bobrovsky would, would have a bad game. He did. I think he needs his home fans. So the series isn't over, but it really is Vegas. Um, shout out to Tom with the graphics, Brandon Stanley cup over or not. Sorry, I was on mute there. Uh, yeah, I think it's over. I think uh, Florida might pull off one game at home, and then it's going to be over. Um, and then the follow-up to that, what's this – if Vegas wins, what's this victory parade going to be like? Oh, gosh. I would uh, love to be there. <laughs> imagine imagine the casino pools, the oh, – uh, j- just everything. Um it, that would be incredible. Maybe we might have to fly out there and do. Yeah, that I think I think I think that. a reckless speculation live from the Gold Knights parade may need to happen. <laughs> um, all right, so we got a bet your nuts segment coming on. So we'll queue up the bet your nuts. Give everyone a little time to get their pad and pencil together, so you can write down and get rich. It's time for. Bet your nuts. All right, so big weekend. We got the NBA Finals, NHL NHL Finals. We have NASCAR. We're obviously going to have some golf. Uh, so. Um, Without further ado, uh, Tom, I think you may steal my thunder, but what do you got this weekend? Well, I am going to go back to the NASCAR circuit this weekend. I've, I've taken a hiatus from the motorsports uh, betting, and I haven't done real well. So I'm going to try and get right back into it. Uh, this week, they're playing in, or they're racing, I should say, in Sonoma. It's a road course. And who won the previous road course? Uh, that would be none other than Tyler Reddick. I'm taking Tyler Reddick plus 450 to win Sonoma. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay there. That You don't want to hear too much NASCAR. I'm going to stay there. Um, the, so there are two main road course drivers. There's Tyler Reddick and there's Kyle Larson. Um I agree with you. Reddick's the favorite. I mean, Vegas agrees with you. Vegas or Reddick's the favorite plus four fifty. Um, I'm going to take Larson just to be a little different and slightly better odds at plus five hundred. I think one of those two win, so I'll get a little better payouts. What I'm going with. Yep. yep. Um, Raj, what about you? But you love Larson, though. That that's no secret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know I've been cold on NASCAR here lately, though. But yeah, so Raj, which one? Of the, what driver are you taking? N- nothing I love. Um, I thought Denver would win this game. They were three and a half point favorites. They're up sixteen now. I'm really good at this. Um, 
Vegas has Florida as a slight favorite at minus 120 tomorrow. And uh, I'll take the Panthers. It's it's almost a push. And, you know, at home, there's a lot of reasons why they, they lost their best defender, their bruiser, uh, Radko, in, early in the game two. And they're a good home team. And this was a team that was down three to one to the Boston Bruins, who had the best regular season record in history, not to mention beating Toronto and Carolina, all 50 win teams. So uh, I, I think Florida makes this a series, and I think they win tomorrow. And, you know, I, I see this thing going six. Um, other other bet you not to have is I will uh, I will be divorced if I do not get a new air conditioning unit before Monday. You look a little red, bro, and usually it's from, like, alcohol, but that doesn't look alcohol red. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's warm in here. I think it's, like, 84 right now. How many fans do you have going right now? Like thirty? We've had to borrow fans from friends. It's been it's been nuts. What uh, about the dog, dude? You guys are mean. Yeah, Brandon, what do you got? I'm gonna keep it uh, golf related here since that was our highlight of the night. Um, we're gonna go to the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, now Rory is the favorite, but with all the attention and everything going on with him. I just don't see how he can pull it off, especially after last week. Uh, he was in the lead on the final day and, and just kind of choked a little bit. Um, so I, I'm going to give you three bets here because golf is kind of like NASCAR, a little sporadic. You got you to gotta really shoot your shot. Uh, I like Sam Burns here. Um, last two tournaments, he's been in sixth and 16th. Uh, his strokes gained have been 13 and a half over the field from tee to green. Um, so I, I like Sam Burns to win it. Also, I like Shane Laurie. Um, he's at plus 1,800. Last two tournaments, he's tied 16th and tied 12th. Um, about 10 strokes uh, gained tee to green. And for a top 10 finish um, at plus 110 is Terrell, or Terrell Hatton. Dude has finished in the top 20 uh, in his last five tournaments and – this is a weak field this this week. So other than, you know, Rory and a couple of guys I mentioned, there's not a whole lot there. So I can see him finishing inside the top ten. Um, all right. There we go. That's how you got to get rich, boys and girls. Um, I'll, I'll start off with my final thoughts. Uh, again, thank you. Well, final words. Here we go. Pause. Um, final thoughts again, as you can see. Uh, Thank you to the producer. You can see all of his hard work, um, his Bucky's logo, his Miller Lite. Um, he has he does almost all of the hard work that comes into producing this show. And thank you, um, thank you the sponsors, and please uh, like and subscribe. And thank you all for listening. Uh, we enjoy doing this um, for fun. And uh, the cat getting arrested is always my favorite. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you guys uh, for listening. And thank you guys all for your hard work. And uh, I'll turn it over to you, Raj. Yeah, dude, I'd be remiss if not for our global program mentioning the fact that Messi is slated to join uh, the MLS. Dude. Oh, like he's, he has stated yeah, I mean, that's huge. It's insane, really, uh, in many respects, to join Inter Miami. Um, it's going to be akin, in my opinion, to what Beckham did in 2007, getting a shot at discounted ownership of the Galaxy. Um, he's going to be able to basically be the PIF of the MLS. And, uh, yeah, they have a new D deal with Apple TV. Rob, this hits on everything you love and nerd out about. TV and monopolies and ownership. And it's pretty crazy though. He's 35. He's coming off a world cup and he's going, I mean, Miami doesn't suck, but he's coming to the MLS dude. That's uh, crazy. Um, all right, Brandon. Um, no, great show guys. This was awesome. Um, this was one of my favorite topics, obviously, I'm, I'm a big golfer and a big golf fan. Um, not that you guys aren't, but uh, love the show. It, it, was, it was very interesting, and I look forward to seeing how it transpires. I'm sure we will um, keep 
people updated through our podcast whenever we find out news and and there's things to talk about. So, um, yeah, great show. Yeah, and this this should keep us busy throughout the summer. Tom, yeah. what do you got? My final words are hope, and that hope comes from Ellie Dela Cruz, Cincinnati Reds. I know this is a shut up is a is a is a bit of a dagger on this guy down here. No, I watched him in Chattanooga. He's a yeah. Player. I was gonna say that was gonna be my final final thought was watch out for the Reds moving forward. But you you have to like what you see from some of these young players coming up. They're, these these teams are taking chances. They're bringing these big time prospects up, and he's been nothing short of amazing. He hits a four hundred and eighty three foot bomb today. It comes two rows from going out of the stadium. He hit a big time double for his first major league at bat yesterday. This guy's all the hype, and he's backed it up. So, looking forward to watching his career unfold and yeah you're right i think the reds are they got some something going they're cooking up pretty good but uh, yeah hope these young kids are going to save save the baseball next time you're in chattanooga tom we'll take you to see the future reds yeah he he was one of the best players quickly i've ever seen in person Uh, others being joey Votto and uh puig and uh hayward but yeah he he, he's um Buxton, Buxton's in that list too. Buxton was good. Yeah, Byron Buxton was a great yeah. player, but this guy is potential. His ceiling is immeasurable. Yeah. It's, well, he's Just raw, insane. Um, well, all right, people, we kept you seven minutes long, but I hope you enjoyed it. We will see you next week with a fresh set of topics. And thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers. Cheers.